What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Happy Sunday. Happy Dia de los Muertos. Welcome back to Chill to Action uh, uh, with me, your girl, Danny Joy, here hanging out again with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denisio. Hello there. Where's Billy? We need Billy to be saying that because, you know, he speaks Spanish better than anybody on our podcast, right? It, that's very true. That's <laughs> Billy probably speaks the most Spanish out of everyone on the podcast. Billy Belford speaks the most Spanish on our podcast. Very true. That's, He's a very talented man. It's very scary to say, but uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm happy to be here, of course. It always seems weird when we skip a week. Uh, it seems like it's been forever since we've been together. Um, yeah. But here we are. We're back. We're ready to go. We're happy. We have a wonderful guest. But how was your day today, Danny? Oh, you know what? Spent it with family, hanging out, um, eating food all day long as much as we can, celebrating our family and our loved ones, especially today and tomorrow. So it's been a great day. Good for you. Good for you. I worked all day. So I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to have, have a little alcohol, have a little fun, and, uh, and then chill out. So here we are. We are on Chill to Action, and we have a first-time guest here uh, tonight. We have uh, the wonderful, the beautiful, the talented, the sassy Miss Stacy Howard. Hi, everyone. Cheers. 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 Stacy, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us on this Sunday evening. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Um, a little bit buzzed already, so I'm ready to get started on chatting. Whatever you guys want to talk about, I'm down. We are here. We are ready. So, Stacy, as always, we always like to ask our guests the same question the first time, and that's why Schmodown? What got you involved with the Schmodown? How did you get started with the Schmoes? Um, you know what? I was a fan of their YouTube channel back in the day, and when I called into the show one night to comment about a movie, I ended up finding just kind of the info at schmoesno.com, whatever email at the bottom of their website page. And I shot a quick email saying, Hey, thanks for letting me talk on the show. And you know, Yodi himself, Mark Riley emailed me back and said, Hey, thanks for calling in. We loved your female voice and we have some openings for writers on our website. Do you want to write for us? And it all started from there. Wow. Do you remember mm -hmm. what movie it was? Um, it was Spider-Man two. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, excuse me. Amazing, um, yeah, very different movies. The Amazing, yeah, not, not the awesome Spider-Man 2, the other, the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. So let's get that straight. Um, so yeah, that would have been like 2014, I think. And yeah, I started off as a fan of um, Mark and Christian, just like, you know, a lot of you guys may have, and was introduced to the world through that. Ended up moving out to California for an entirely different reason after I graduated college from my first job. And I was like, well, I'm close by. I'm writing for them. Maybe I can get to meet them in person. And, it, and I ended up making friends with them. I made really good friends with Brianne. We started a podcast together, aka Miss Movies, everyone. Um, started a podcast together. And she got us on the show as a, as a team. And we had a great time. And, you know, it's still kicking. I think I've been doing it for what five years now. So, gosh, five years. Jeez, wow. are my wrinkles showing? All right, don't talk about it. Let's not talk about age. No. I will say that might be the first good thing to ever come out of Amazing Spider-Man Two that I know of. So, uh, yeah, exactly, that. exactly. <laughs> Getting the sassy one in the league. Yes, I love it. Stacy, you've been a part of the Schmodown since season three with Miss Movies in uh, Six Degrees. You have watched the Schmodown change and evolve into what it is today. Is there anything specific about the Schmodown that you've really enjoyed seeing change 
You know what? I really have enjoyed seeing, um, you know, the fans get involved. Some of them have come on to compete. Some of them have made their own after shows and talk show podcasts, things like that. So just the fact that people can watch the show and then really become a part of that. That's something that I, I didn't really anticipate when I started it. I was like, oh, it's a fun, like, you know, kind of movie trivia thing. All right, I'll try that. And then the fact that just this entire community has been created and then has become a part of the show itself, I think is really unique and beautiful. So yeah, I would say like the, the fan interaction and um, participation in it. Very cool. Uh, you so you mentioned before already. Uh, you met with Brienne and you started your podcast. Mm-hmm. Can, tell, tell us about the uh, evolution of that. How that all came together and what you guys like. How you got the final on a uh, six degrees of feature film. Yeah. So she messaged me on Twitter and said, Hey, I really like your articles on the website. And we both talked about our love of film and being, you know, kind of a woman in the film review, film love genre and industry and what that's like. Um, We had a lot in common in terms of our interests, but we're very different personality and life wise. So I just found a true kind of you know, kindred spirit, um, soul sister relationship with her that's obviously continued and is something even outside of the Schmodown. We're, we're genuinely true friends. And, um, you know, we just decided to kind of try it together. And we ha- just had a like a effing great time. Can I curse on the show or no? We want to keep it like, 100%. okay, we had a fucking great time. Fucking great um, time. So... <laughs> So we just really got along and had, you know, the same kind of passion for movies, for dressing up, for having fun, for kind of putting on like a a persona um, that may be different from our real life. So, um, you know, we ended up doing our podcast Six Degrees together and having some really great guests on the show. Um, And a lot of them were part of the Schmodown as well. So then that kind of developed into having different personalities on and different, you know, familiar faces. And it all kind of, you know, I call it the YouTube circle jerk. Like everyone's on each other's (laughs) shows and like constantly promoting your own stuff and their stuff. And, you know, it just all kind of melts together in this great, beautiful Schmodown, you know, world. It is a big community that way. I do remember uh, as a big, as a call to action, we were from the obviously Action Army and uh, Team Action base initially. So my favorite episodes, I loved when you guys came on uh, Action Movie Anatomy and uh, basically drove Ben nuts when Brienne answered. Uh, I believe she picked John Lithgow and Cliffhanger would be better, a better villain than uh, Hans Gruber in Die Hard or something to that effect. And I think Ben actually you know- had an aneurysm. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like a Brienne answer too. She likes to kind of go go rogue a little bit with those things. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, that that was a fun episode. That was good. That was a good time. I believe they also brought me on to do. Um, did they bring me on to do the Mummy? Yes. Well, of course they had to. I, I believe they had to. Okay. Talk about oh, the oh. You mean the Daddy? Hold on. Wait. I can't. Okay. Ah, there he is. I was hoping you'd there, he there. Sure there he is. There he is. Yes, <laughs> yes. Got, got to fit the mummy in there somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure I'll come up more than once at this point, because so, I'm a big mummy fan as well. Yeah. Oh, it's as the best. I. It's, I mean, it's, it's, I'm 30 years old. You know, I was a 90s baby. Um, the mummy is our generation's Indiana Jones. I know right. that's a bold statement. I realize that, but you know what? You know what? It has a lot of similarities, uh, the same vibes. It was a good time and everybody knows it. And mm-hmm. it had, you know, it's a trilogy. And the third one isn't the best, 
but you know what? It just it deserves its place in movie history. So yeah, agreed, a hundred percent agree. One of my yeah. favorites of the nineties yeah. as well. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a great movie. It really, truly it is. is. I I yeah. genuinely appreciate your love for Brendan Fraser. An undying love for Brendan Fraser. Yes, undying. I I support Brendan Fraser in every single thing that he does. I always will. That man definitely deserves all of the love and support. So if anyone is familiar with Brendan Fraser's story, please send him all of the love. Yes, yeah, Absolutely. and he's he's killing it on Doom Patrol. I yes. mean, like he, yes. he's still killing it to this day. He he really is, and I'm excited for that. And I I want him. You know what? I mean, this isn't the George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser that we grew up with, and that's okay. He should play like a drug kingpin, you know, mm -hmm. from Arkansas in some, you know, like indie film. And I would be like, here for it, like just just you know, just yeah. really like embrace his transformation. And he's still a good actor, and he's killing it on lots of different things. So I'm I'm all about Brendan Fraser, just like killing it in whatever genre he can get cast in. I think uh, he should hire great. you as a, a spokesperson. You could be his, his absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! Hi, 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 hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Stacy, you're a '90s baby. You grew up in the mm -hmm. '90s, um, and you're a big movie fan. So, is there yes. is there any movie from the '90s that you can think of that you would like to just completely erase from the '90s and have it made today? Oh mm -hmm. man! Oh geez, that's a hard question. That's a that's a really my tough question my because... personal answer is Tank Girl. I would love to just take Tank Girl from the '90s, bring it mm -hmm. into today's modern world, and have it like dolled up, but still Lori Petty. It has <laughs> to be Lori Petty in this role. No one else can do this. So that that's is a my great answer. choice. That's a great choice. Um, I mean, it has to be a movie that had great potential, but that they really messed up on. So I don't know. I mean, I just rewatched Waterworld for the first time in years. And I feel like it it is a very interesting concept, but they went too like cheesy and over the top with it. Like let's make this like visceral and real, you know, let's make this like post-apocalyptic kind of thing and make it like a series, you know, maybe like a limited Netflix series or something like that and really give it, really give it the time and attention that it deserved. So yeah, I guess Waterworld would be, you know, the one that I go to. Also uh, to Super it. Mario Brothers. Yes, that's, that's the answer. Yeah. That's the yeah. answer for sure. Um, oh, Waterworld in a series would be great. I would actually yeah. love that to just like get more of the lore behind it. Absolutely. It's true. It, it is like over the top and like a comedy. This is very true. Um, but I, I think you could, I think you could take a different angle with it. You know, you can make it an entirely different tone. Um, but yeah, and also Super Mario Brothers. I mean, I, I saw that when I was very young, um, still still a young tot. And I, I didn't realize that it was bad. I just saw like the cute Goombas, the Goombas yeah. in the elevator with their dumb smiles on their face and just dancing. I thought they were so adorable. Um, I thought the slime was weird. Mm -hmm. Dennis Hopper in this like mm -hmm. weird like lizard hair corner thing. John Leguizamo. Oh, geez, John Leguizamo. So I didn't realize that it was bad and campy. It just was this, you know, crazy movie that I was watching. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, we could do something totally different with this. And it could be awesome. Again, I think, you know, maybe limited series, like have that kind of lore and world building, you know, span it out a little bit, attention to detail, um, really develop the characters kind of thing. I think there's potential there. Yeah. I think yeah. it could get really trippy if done right. I kind of like the idea behind it. 
I do I'm think so sorry. I have to let my dog in. That's right. We're pushing into Go this whole like limited series kind of thing, this whole Netflix thing. Now, instead of doing rebooting movies, we're like, ah, we'll make it a series now. Because that's where they yeah. are going recently. I know it's quarantine, mm -hmm. but just the fact that we're enjoying them more that way to find out. But You know, I mean, maybe that's the future of entertainment right there. I'm really not one to speculate. I think with um, the pandemic, it, it's kind of put a lot of things into people's minds of what's what's the future of the industry. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? But I, I think that, you know, that's where a lot of the talent is going right now. So wherever the talent goes, the moviegoers go. So not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, so going back to Spona, and actually I got a question about this one with your recent match yeah. with Gray. Mm -hmm. I got to say, it was when we brought up the mummy before. I think I literally mm -hmm. saw your eyes like spark wide open when she got the mummy question. I was so fucking mad that she got a question from the mummy. Do you know how long I have waited for them to ask a question about the mummy? And like a deep cut, a deep cut question for me to be like, Hamanoptra, that's the name of the city that opens it. Like I wanted, I just wanted Anaksunamun. Like that's the name of his lover. I just, I want this question that everyone would be like, She's not going to get this. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, I got it. I've watched the movie a million times. So, and she got it. And it was an easy question for anybody that's seen it, like, even once. So, <laughs> I was I mad. I was mad. I that's the way the cookie crumbles, though. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for feeling my pain and realizing my struggle in this very difficult time for America. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm here for you. Always here for you. So, Absolutely. so Stacey, also, um, you are very well known for pulling out those clutch questions. It's one of the best things. So watching you celebrate after pulling the Anthony Hopkins answer uh, in your match against Eric Zipper for Beowulf was so mm -hmm. much fun to watch. Is there any mm -hmm. is there any particular moment in the Schmodown from from you like pulling out an answer like just out of your brain space that you remember the most that means the most to you or just kind of sticks out the most in your brain? Yes. So this was I think my match against I mean, who knows, Jonathan something. I totally forgot this was years ago, but it was like what was the occupation of the female lead in some movie with Schwarzenegger. And the answer was flight attendant. And mm -hmm. I'd never seen this movie, had no clue. Um, and I actually, in the moment, forgot that you can pick multiple choice. I literally forget that all the time. I have to remind myself, like, if you don't know it, pick multiple choice. You can say A, B, C, D. You can try and guess it, Stacey. Um, but I forgot about that. And so in the moment, it was right up until, you know, the five, four, three, two. And I was like, stewardess. I just threw out typical, like, 80s female you know, occupations like stewardess, waitress, lawyer, whatever. And that ended up being right. And I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. That's the answer. I couldn't believe it. A total guess, complete guess. I, the only reason maybe it was in my subconscious is that I think that um, Josh McCougar used to have a podcast, a podcast about like eighties movies or, you know, best of the whatever. I may have watched that one time while I was like doing laundry and had it on in the background or something. And maybe they mentioned that at one point. So it was just so deep in here that I had no idea that that was really the answer. And I just blurted it out as like a 
stewardess and then they were like that's right and i was like that's the answer you're joking right it was that i think that was the standout moment where i was like wow okay i am good at just pulling it right right out of there yeah mm-hmm. and uh, you took commando over. <laughs> it was commando robert adams yes you are right uh, there you go robert robert Com- that's mm-hmm. right you know i do remember that now that's true mm-hmm. that's thank you robert i believe that was jonathan boykdale i think that's who you were we were playing up against perry nemeroff's sure. former partner sure, mm-hmm. sure, sure. <laughs> i don't um, know him i don't know her <laughs> Fair I'm enough. sorry to this man. I I'm, so, I'm sorry to this man. He could be walking on the street and I wouldn't know a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so you actually, you and Josh McCougar have been linked now as the people who have kind of been pulling this answers out of your ass kind of questions. Uh, yeah. We did face each other before. Would you like to ever face him again to maybe see who is the better of the guessing, guessing people? You know, I think that'd be super fun. I mean, to me, the Schmodown means it's about performance, having fun, and, you know, giving something the fans are going to want to see. So if people want to see that, and if he's down for it and not too scared of me, I'd be down too. Oh, so that sounds like a challenge there. And not too scared of her. We'll have to find out. He might be too scared of her. He's, he's very scared of a lot of things. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> We'll see what could happen after the Wildberries match. That's going to be a, an interesting one also. Well, that's true. If he's still working at that point, because he might have to retire at that point if he loses. So we you know and I might not be able to get that match. And that'd be very sad. That would be very yeah. sad. So. Mm-hmm. so you've also done a lot of history. And you've also, you mentioned your costumes that you like doing with Brienne. And of course, with Janine, you've mentioned that as well. Like you, you have a lot of great costumed entrances. Do you have one that particularly sticks out as your favorite one? Um, you know, I really loved my poison ivy costume. Mm. And um, I, I put a lot of effort into that one. I actually like dyed my hair this really deep dark red that lasted for a few months. So I like altered my appearance for this like one half hour moment in my life. So, um, you know, costumes has, have always been really important to me and a great source of creativity and fun. And it's just it's just a good time to dress up and to try and be creative and you know, kind of put on a little performance. So um, I haven't done it in a while just because it got kind of, to be honest, costly and kind of time consuming to, you know, try and keep it up. But yeah, I would say Poison Ivy, Jessica Rabbit was a good one. Mm -hmm. Kim Possible, um, Mm -hmm. that was one for, you know, being a 90s baby. um, That was a good one. Um, Let's see, The Fifth Element, Clueless. I mean, the list goes on and on. And can I just say, can I just point something out for just a second? I've never won a Movie Trivia Schmodown Award, not even for entrances. So I would like for everybody in this little video and in this little chat going on right here to change that. So thank you. Stacey 2020. 2020, I mean, you've been nominated quite a few times, but never quite made that uh, that final. Never won. Yeah, never won. I'm not bitter oh. about it. It's fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> not bitter at all. Not bitter at all. Folks, no, no. that's a travesty. Mm-hmm. Make sure you change that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, this year has been different, obviously, with the whole pandemic and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. You didn't get to be, you weren't in the, involved in the, the one tournament you weren't in. People were kind of pushing for you to be in the tournament. And uh, mm-hmm. you decided to, I guess, the, the 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 state or what Roxy said was that you decided to concentrate more on teams. How did that? Uh, how did she come to you with that? And what, what what was the process like with that conversation? What what went through your head? Well, you know, Roxy is a wonderful manager in that she just asked you, "Hey, what are you what are you comfortable with? What's up with you? How are you doing? And what do you want to do?" 
she doesn't come with, to you with like, listen, this is the plan. This is the storyline. This is this and that. She's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot going on in my life and in everyone's life. So I'm just going to take a back seat for singles right now. But, um, you know, I haven't had a strong teammate since Brianne, to be honest. Um, or I, ha I haven't felt that strong connection with someone since Brianne. So I really wanted to try and find a good partner and try and find some, um, you know, potential there and see, see where it goes with that. So I was like, if we can kind of start the search, you know, convert this like passion and energy and all that to that avenue, let's, let's try that for a while. So, um, yeah, that was kind of my decision-making in that process, but you know, I always love to play in whatever capacity could it be by myself. Could it be with teams? Uh, as long as it's fun, as long as I feel supported, as long as I'm doing it with friends, it's always a good time. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you ever take that next step in terms of looking at the rock stars and seeing somebody you would like to team up with, uh, who is there on your faction? You know, I think there's a lot of potential in a lot of different areas with um, some great competitors this season. So, you know, I mean, it's up in the air. Um, and I would love to hear everyone else's thoughts on who would want you to who would you want me to team up with. Um, but I think, um, you know, maybe people will be surprised by some decisions made and um, some, you know, great, uh, great potential out there. So, mm -hmm. I think one of the greatest teams that could have been and barely was was the the late and great wait I know this <laughs> yeah. and and uh, um, that yeah. entrance that Jurassic Park entrance was yeah. the best thing ever I love that entrance Koi coming out that was um that was to, to date my most expensive and epic entrance <laughs> I definitely paid like. A hundred bucks a dinosaur for that. And it was the real rejects in those dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was John and Greg. And um, yeah, Koi, I believe backstage, because my parents were visiting that weekend, I believe my mom um, very enthusiastically volunteered to rub glitter lotion all over Koi's chest. <laughs> I was like, calm down, mom. Okay. Um, yeah, she was like, I got to do my part for the team. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah. yeah, it was a great time. And one of the best things to come out of that is that I um, am uh, very grateful to be friendly with the Maltons. Everyone knows Leonard Malton, legendary film critic that he is. We actually did a film festival that I got to be a part of, and Laura Dern was there. And I did get to show her photos of my entrance as and me dressed as her. And she, you know, compliments me and said it was amazing. So that pretty much like made my life. I was like, I can die in peace now that I had Laura Dern approving my Laura Dern costume. It was pretty epic. So wow. yeah, not to brag, but I'm connected in Hollywood guys. No, not really. Um, but yeah, she was lovely and that was a good time to have her approval for my Jurassic Park costume. So, so uh, worth the expense then. Worth, the <laughs> worth, the expense, worth every penny. And I also resold those costumes during the pandemic. I think people wanted them for general protection of, mm -hmm. you know, face shield. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a full, you know, face shield costume. Okay. So okay. I was like, okay, making the money back, making the money back. All good. So life experience and you get most of your money back. That's yeah. You can't get any better than that, really. It can't. It really can't. Offer up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Mm -hmm. Super chat there from Danny Coast there and Xenon Zoom Zoom. <gasps> yes, uh, my Xenon costume. Girl, yes. Yes. Uh, I also wore that one to Comic Con 
and ran into two other Xenons while we were walking down the street, both to get burritos. Um, and I, I think I was a little bit too excited to meet them because I screamed and ran up to them and they were a tad confused and didn't really want to talk to me. Um, and yeah, no, I know, right? I was like, it's, come on, you're my supernova girl. Come on. Come on, Zetus Lapidus, let's, let's do this. Um, but yeah, that, that was a fun costume. Um, and a good time. And also, who doesn't love a good made-for-TV 90s Disney movie? I mean, come on. That's you got right. Xenon. You got Smart House. You got Brink. You got Luck of the Irish. I, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, we're talking classic cinema right here. Hitchcock, Schmitchcock. No. It is made-for-TV Disney movies. <laughs> remember, the, remember the intro? Let's watch a Disney Channel I movie. And they do the splits? Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Oh my Big goodness. Time. Oh, the time. With the wand. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm so and so, and you're watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Epic. Mm -hmm. Epic. I mean, that, that was like a hot Friday night right there. You get really some popcorn, was. you get some Kool Aid, you watch a Disney Channel movie. I mean, I don't really have a lot of friends, so I've spent a lot of time at home <laughs> watching movies, but. <laughs> You know, yeah, so I, I've who had time for sleepovers, losers, <laughs> friends. Okay, I, I have the TV, and that's all that matters. Yep. So, yep. Stacey, I've heard you say in a few interviews that uh, your dad and your brother have been major influences in your in your movie intake and all of that good stuff. So, the Schmodown kind of being um, wrestling adjacent. Did mm -hmm. your brother or your dad were you ever into wrestling at all as a kid? No, no. Not at all. My brother, I think, watched it a little bit, but he didn't really kind of bring that into the family dynamic. He wasn't like, hey, guys, I love, you know, The Rock or whatever. He didn't really, like, talk about that, and he never really watched matches. But um, I do know that he was into it kind of on his own his own terms. But um, I really wasn't familiar with it. Um, to be honest, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, wait, what's the difference between a faction and a league? Like, I still have to text, you know, Christian and be like, hey, remind me of this, of this thing. Um, you know, but it, it's, it's a world that I have been so honored and happy to kind of be introduced to and to have so many different, you know, fandoms kind of come together in this weird hodgepodge, magodge, you know, um, schmodown world has been really cool. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have it be a new part of my life. It's super, super cool. Yeah. I'm interested to dissect you, knowing that you, you were going into this schmodown thing without the wrestling, real wrestling background. I know some mm -hmm. competitors have said they kind of struggled with uh, the kayfabe, the, the idea of like the heels in the face. Like you have like the Andrew guy out there flipping everybody off. You played a mm -hmm. great heel, you and Brian playing great heels. Did you ever, was that ever a trouble for you to adjust to that kind of like fake versus the real, like your real life friendship with everybody versus what you had to put on as a heel and you're ruffling feathers anyway or anything like that? No, you know what? Um, and actually Cameron has paid me a great compliment in that if anybody ever, you know, comes into the Schmodown as a new competitor, a new person, and maybe they're kind of not struggling with, but trying to get, trying to adjust to and get used to that, that he kind of uses me as an example. He's, he's told me and that, you know, the Schmodown and when you're on camera is a performance and when you're off camera, you just gotta, you know, that's not real and you gotta let it go. 
And you have to, you know, just be like a genuine person. And I've made really genuine friendships with everyone in the Schmodown. Um, I love meeting the fans. Um, I love talking to you guys and talking to everybody in the chat. And it doesn't really, you know, I don't have like a, a disconnect or a difficulty in like turning it on and off. You know, you're on camera, so you put a little little pizzazz, a little sass to it. And then off, you're just like a normal person. So, yeah, no, I'm good with it. Absolutely good with it. That's cool. good to hear. I hope maybe people call me a bitch behind my back. I don't know. <laughs> I have not heard that myself. So uh, no, I don't think that. so. <laughs> at least I hope not. <laughs> no, not at all. So we were looking at also you, you mentioned working with Roxy this season. Obviously, next mm -hmm. season it might be a different thing because you don't know who's gonna keep who. I mean, maybe she'll keep you, maybe she won't, because you can only keep three people as of now from your faction. Uh, is there any other managers that you like looked at and said they're kind of cool to work with them if I couldn't work with Roxy again next year? I mean, you know, I, I mean, Roxy has been really wonderful. So, you know, that's where my heart lies right now. But I mean, you know, I'm all about the schmoozing. So if anybody has any schmoozing or perks, um, you know, that might be an interesting chat. I wouldn't make any promises. I, I wouldn't throw anything out there yet. But um you know, I, I am a hot commodity, in my opinion, and a fun and good competitor. So there should be several people vying for my attention. We'll just say that. So we'll see what you guys bring to the table. Because I've already brought myself to the table and I'm great. So, yeah. Well, I agree. And I think it's true. So, uh, Stacey, uh, Scott Mance has his own photo on movie release dates. If there was any slice inside of the Schmodown that you would have your photo on, what slice would that be? 100% it would be um, period costume dramas. Woo! Yep. So I don't know if you guys caught my match with Gray. Am I allowed to talk about that? Yep. Is that yes. cool? So yes, cool. I, you yes. know, um, was able to spin and I, I picked my favorite category and, you know, I should have played taps on my phone for the funeral because I killed it. The category was dead. <laughs> um, and I, I, I love that category and that genre I have since I was a teenager and, um, you know, I just think it's a really underrated genre that not a lot of people may be familiar with. So I would love to kick someone's ass in that category. You know, some like Josh McCuga guy that's never seen Howard's End. I mean, like, well, let me school you on this subject and it'd be pretty awesome. So, yep, 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 yep. I like that. I like that. Uh, now, you've gone up against some of the biggest players in the game. I was looking over your record against to refresh. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're seven and five. So, I mean, this is like, this is, you're you're a big league player. You, you played yeah. Mark Riley. You played Rachel Cushing. You played Dan Merle. Yep. Now, all the big leagues. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone you I got haven't? slaughtered by Rachel Cushing. Let's rephrase that a little bit. I got slaughtered. And you know what? I was, I was good to take that beating. I was pretty honored. Rachel is a legendary competitor, right. a wonderful person, and a good friend. Um, so, yeah, bow down. Bow down to the queen. Balance to, to Galadriel. Not so, not yeah. worthy, not worthy <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah, sorry, go on with what you're saying. I, I, no, that's true. And I was going to say anything about that, but it's okay. You face all your players. Like, is there anyone so far, like maybe Legends, you haven't gotten a chance to face that you would have liked to have gone up against and maybe you will go up against in the future? Oh, man. You know, I guess, I, I mean, I think everybody wants to play Dan Merle just to see how they would do. Like, mm. would I win? Probably not, but I, I'd want to see if I could go toe to toe. You know, you in order to 
know how good you are at something, you need to go against the best and be challenged by the best and try and rise to that occasion. So I think I would want to do that just to see how I measure up and maybe prove people wrong who would say, yeah, she's not even going to get past the first round. Maybe I will. You know what? Maybe I will, guys. So yeah, I would, I, We've I would seen like you pull some, some major stunts out of that. Yeah. I have to admit, what I'd like to see, I would like to see a Stacey Howard versus Brianne Chandler match. <gasps> Oh, I'm sure everybody would want that. I'm sure everybody would want that. Um, I don't know. We'll see what the fans say. My we'll heart would be so torn. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the fans have to say about that. You got to let Christian know. You know, That's you got to you got to let the the movies review showdown know your thoughts and your wants, everybody. So yeah. right into the chairman, make it happen. That's all I got to yeah. say about that. Yes. So Stacy, the you played against Gray, and the match that you played before that was against Eric Zipper, and that was an in studio match. So mm -hmm. now you've officially played in studio, and you've played in the online format. Was mm -hmm. that a was that a different transition? Like, do you feel like the game is different in any way, having to play it online? versus playing in studio? I mean, you know, the thing within studio is that you have the audience to kind of add to your own feelings and personality and how you portray yourself. So, you know, in terms of like how nervous you get or how focused you are or whatever, they're both the same. But I think, you know, in studio versus online, you know, having an audience is a different kind of vibe. Anybody would say that, whether it's the Schmodown, whether it's, you know, people that have a talk show or, you know, wrestling or UFC or anything like that, everyone's going to say, you know, it's different with the crowd. Um, but I actually think that the online format can go really far. It means that lots of different people can play the Schmodown now and it kind of broadens the, you know, um, the number of players and people that can participate. So I think there's some really great, excuse me, I burped a little bit. Sorry. Why? Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it kind of broadens the potential and the participation. And I'm really excited to see where the Schmodown's going to go. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I think it might be time for our next little segment, Danny. Would you like to, would you agree with me on that? Is it time to move on to this or that? This okay. or that. Okay. Uh, if you have never visited us before, well, welcome, first of all. Uh, second of all, this is this or that, where I will be giving uh, Stacey Howard two options, and she'll get to choose between them. Uh, she can ask for clarification. She can make up her own clarification. Um, and she gets to basically take it and go with it as she will. And, of course, you can always throw some streamlabs in there, streamlabs.com slash call to action podcast. You can ask your own this or that. Uh, you can put it in Super Chat as well. We'll make it work either way. And if you're ready to go, let's get this thing underway. The first question okay. you always ask anybody who visits us, as I mentioned before, Action Army Podcast. Team Action was our, 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 found, our own founding father, so to speak. Correct. They had a civil war. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself Team Guy or Team Traitor? There's only one right answer. There's only one right answer. <sighs> um... <laughs> You know, I gotta go with Team Guy. Ooh. You have made the right decision. This is start off mm -hmm. on the best. No pressure. Possible. No pressure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great answer. Okay. Always our answer. No matter what Kelsey has to say about mm -hmm. it. This is why I'm always glad Kelsey's off screen for this, because like, she can't spur her like team traitor love out everywhere. It's she has to do it in the chat. Team Guy is the way to go. So there is there is no <laughs> propaganda going on in this podcast at all. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question. In the showdown, singles or teams? Which do you prefer? Teams. 
Playing a heel or playing a baby face? Good guy. Heel. Come on. Again. Much Love more fun it. to be the bad guy. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, the Mummy or Silence of the Lambs? No. Why do you do this to me? No. Uh, okay. So these are my number one and number two favorite movies. I know. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. 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 Really? We're doing this? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. 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 I I'm going to say my answer, but I'm going to clarify my own answer. Okay. Okay. Right. I don't need clarification from you. I'm gonna, I got to clarify my, clarify my own answer. That's fine. <sighs> the Silence of the Lambs for pure cinematic value alone. And the mummy for entertainment value. And if I had to go with, you can only watch one movie ever in your whole lifetime, as many times as you want. I mean, it's got to be the mummy because it offers so many different aspects of different genres. Um, you know, you've got the horror, the action, the adventure, the romance, all of that. So I guess the mummy. I guess the mummy. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, I, <gasps> that was, I can't, I mean, I, I feel betrayed to be honest. I feel, I feel attacked. I feel like this was pre-prepared and you guys just wanted me to melt down on screen. So congratulations. I've had a meltdown. <laughs> well, then my job here is done already. It looks like. Okay. At this point. <laughs> but I will ask you a few more for the holidays anyway. Okay. Uh, okay. Go for it. How about uh, poutine or loaded French fries? Loaded. loaded I've never been a poutine kind of gal. Yeah, poutine. I, mean, I, agree, I agree with that as well. Uh, a little too fru -fru for me. I'm from All the right. South. So like, you know, mashed potatoes and gravy is a thing. But gravy on French fries, I'm like, what are we doing? So I agree. That's what poutine is, right? Gravy on yeah. French fries? Okay, okay, okay. It's, 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 yeah. But I have some strong, uh, Robert Adams is in our chat all the time. He's a very strong poutine person. So I always ask that so I can go, also, no, Robert. I know, Robert, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Robert Adams and myself are both from Texas. So me too. It's very, yes, too. exactly. That's, that's why, that's why I think we're both very sad about this, Stacey. It's fine. Well, which we should actually say, leading to Texas here, we should actually ask this next one, another one we do all the time, Whataburger or In-N-Out? Whataburger. In-N-Out is shit. In-N-Out. <laughs> first of all, they don't have bacon. So no, that's automatically a no. Wait, Animal time fries? Out. No. No, no. <laughs> is that real? Is that real? In-N-Out really bacon. bacon. They don't have bacon. No, that's, they don't. that's an automatic. That's not, I, yeah. I, I, I see. I don't no. know in and out that way. I had, I honestly no. have never had no idea that in and out didn't. You don't need to have in and out to know that it's shit. So <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry that guys. Instantly negates every single argument for in and out that I have ever heard. You don't have bacon. <laughs> yeah, they don't have bacon, Jake. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, how can you not have bacon? I don't know, Robert Adams. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, the first time I ever went through their drive-thru, I was like, okay, we, you know, I had first moved to California. I was like, we got to see what this whole in and out experience is. Everyone brags about it, talks about it. And I went through, waited in the line for like 30 minutes. Okay. Because there's always a line that like blocks traffic. It's always like through and then around the block and like into the street. It always is a big deal. And then I get up to the thing and I'm like, okay, there's like three choices. They literally have like regular double patty and then like animal style, you know, whatever, who knows. And so I was like, can I get like a, a cheeseburger add bacon? They were like, we don't have bacon. I was like, why am I in this line? What can you guys do so that I can get out of this line? It was so stupid. So yeah, no, what, what a burger all day. I mean, I can get, you know, bacon cheeseburger from there. Their chicken strips are also delicious. I would say DQ is a little bit better than the Whataburger chicken strips. Um, but you know, I mean, cause chicken strips and gravy, you got to have the white gravy, not brown mm -hmm. gravy, white gravy. And you know, that's you, not you have to ask that now in the drive-thru. You have to make sure that you clarify gravy over any of the other sauces. Yeah. Why, why would you have any other sauce? I don't get it. Like, just give me gravy. Give me, just give, gravy. me just give me a beautiful a beautiful cup of gravy. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I love that. I love no, that, was, that was a passionate debate. That, I mean, I voted. I voted. That was what the big election was, right? Tuesday yeah. is what's happening. Yeah, we already know. Nothing else. Nothing yeah. else except for. Although I should ask. I mean, being a New York guy, I would throw something like Five Guys in there for me because I don't. Five Guys is delicious. Five Guys is delicious. I will give you that. I will give you that. Fair enough. Okay. okay. Got a few more in here. Um, All right. So I don't know if you've watched these or not, but they're kind of big. It was the Halloween season. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House or the Haunting of Bly Manor? Oh man. I mean, I'm a huge horror fan. Okay. I absolutely love, is it Mike Flanagan? Is the director of, okay. I mean. Love Mike Flanagan. Okay. So I just uh, watched Blind Manor because it just came out. And I also have rewatched Hill House, the whole series several times. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go Hill House. Okay. I just love the time jumps. I love the family dynamic. I love, I mean, episode six, mm. when it's the whole family and time jumping and going between, and also reading about the filming of that episode and how difficult it was because they didn't do cuts. Like they had the sets next to each other and just kind of just trolled the, the, the camera back and forth and oh, had like people jumping in and out. They didn't cut, like it was a continuous shot beautifully done masterfully done uh i gotta go with hill house i mean it's amazing i mean it it, it is incredible television uh the horror genre at its best in my opinion because it's not about jump scares there's no. a few but it is about how it affects you and creeps and seeps into your into your insides and into your soul and really affects you here um, and not so much like <gasps> a loud noise. Oh no, I'm scared. That scares you for a second. This like has you, you know, having a sleepless night a few months later. So yeah, Hill House. But Blind Manor is amazing too. Yeah. Your yeah. chronic says that right there, episode six alone does outdoes Blind Manor. I guess that. I guess that comes Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I would sorry to, to deter away from this or that or anything. But Stacey, I know that you moved out to California, not with the intentions of going into the entertainment industry at no. all, but like, now that you've kind of sort of been a part of it or anything like that, like, are, are you glad that that's sort of the direction, sort of the direction that you went into? I, I am. I mean, I never really, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I grew up. I knew that I wanted to be someone that was 
creative and collaborative. Um, you know, I worked in the nonprofit sector when I first went out here. I was a, I was a, had the honor of being a United States Senate intern um, in DC. So I've, you know, been in politics. I've been in a lot of different sectors and industries, um, but entertainment, movies and television is really where my love and my passion lies. So if I can take the, the, leadership, organizational, and detail-oriented skills from what I've learned, and then bring it into the entertainment industry, maybe work on a show or in movies, production, uh, producing something like that. I think that'd be incredible. So it was kind of a unintended but great development in my personal and career life to come out here and be around all these different kinds of people and in the industry. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. I would love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Andres in the chat is saying, hey guys, working, but I thought I'd say hi, hi. and we'll watch it later. Love Andres, he's a good friend of the show as well. All right. Uh, as well. And Camshaft is in there as well. Uh, love Camshaft in there. Everybody's good fan, a uh, good friend of ours. Uh, okay, we'll go with uh, maybe one more. I'm kind of interested in, in your answer on this one. Okay. It's another mummy question. I love talking to mummy. So <laughs> the mummy at this point, now we're in 2000 or 2020, mm -hmm. reboot or no? No. Never reboot. No. No, the 1999's The Mummy. First of all, we already had the reboot with Tom Cruise, and I, uh, and no, no, I, there were some cool elements about that movie. I actually did love the um, like American Werewolf in London kind of like dead friend talking to him the entire time. I, I did like that aspect of it, but you know, 1999's The Mummy. You rewatch it, and it still holds up. You know, I agree. Listen, yeah, we know. shouldn't we yeah. shouldn't remake that movie uh, for Rachel Weiss's eyebrows alone. Like that's they're they're thin and sharp, and you know, like just it, like yeah, they're perfect for the time period that they're set in. Like, who did that? Were, were those her natural eyebrows, or was that a costume decision? It was perfect. It was great. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was supposed to be set in like the early 1900s, so you know, most of them had like pretty thin you know, like uh, mm -hmm. thin, sharp eyebrows going on. Um, yeah, no, you can't remake it right now. Uh, they tried it, and they tried to build a whole universal universe, and no, no. Failed pretty miserably. I do they tried. Say. Listen, I, I hate to hate on movies because I love all movies, sure. and there were some great, really fun aspects of it. Tom Cruise, just, I mean, you can't go wrong, honestly. Like, he's Tom Cruise. He's always in entertainment and always puts everything he has into every role. Great. And I did like, you know, some of the comedic elements of his of his performance, but... You know, you just, they, they had like lightning in a bottle. They really captured lightning in a bottle with 1999's The Mummy. And um, it was a huge hit. It really was a huge hit. It was def a defining moment in Brendan Fraser's career. It catapulted Rachel Weisz into the Oscar winner and smoking hot smoke show that she is. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's just a good time. It's a good time. I could watch it every day and find entertainment and value in it and never get tired of it. So... It's the mummy. Perfect. Don't perfect, remake perfect. it. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. all with you on that. I have, okay. Now that's going to end this or that. You have made, okay. you made it your way through. You are successful. You are still here. You're still going. So congratulations on that. That means it is getting time for answers from the chat. But I do have our questions, questions from the chat. chat. Questions mm -hmm. from the chat. Answers from Stacy. hopefully. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I did have one question I wanted to ask. That I forgot to ask before we went to this or that. I want to get in there. Mm -hmm. I saw you on Roxy's stream. Roxy's yep. stream at one point. 
and you told a story about you and your boyfriend have one fork in your house or your apartment. <laughs> is that still the case? And how does that still work even during a pandemic? So it has changed because we got two more forks. Two more so forks. now we have three. Now we have three. three Meaning that we can both have one during a meal. And then as you wash them both after that meal, you have one ready. It's one of those things where I'm just, I'm so embarrassed about that. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of those things where you know how you get used to something and you learn to live without, like maybe you move and you're like, okay, I don't have as much space as I used to have, or I don't have like the cool heating unit I used to have. You know, um, I mean, he's going to accuse me and say that I accidentally threw away a few forks, maybe like in a to-go container, and he could say whatever he wants. He's not here, you know, to defend himself. Um, but for a while there, and I say a while, it was about two years. Um, yeah, we had one fork. Um, and I don't, I don't know why we didn't remedy the situation. I don't know why we didn't just buy a set of forks for 10 bucks on Amazon. It was just one of those things where it was like, so you're going to do it, right? No, no, no. You're going to fix it. Right. And both of us were just like, okay, the other one's going to fix it. And we just didn't fix it. And we learned to live without. Um, and so, you know, you would eat noodles with a spoon, you know, you kind of like, you do the finger thing where you like get the spoon and then you like, you get the noodles and you like cup it a little bit and you like put it into your mouth really quick and you learn certain skill sets that you then don't want to let go. And that you yeah. never knew that you needed. Never knew you needed. Never yeah. knew you needed. Never knew you needed. I mean, yeah. eating spaghetti with a spoon, that's a skill that you never knew. Listen, you needed. any spoon with a knife, you scoop it, you pile it on with a knife, and then you just really quickly like throw it into your mouth. And you okay. it's in your mouth. You're fine. Okay. It's fine. That's a that's a survival skill that should be like totally <laughs> Congratulations. Listen, these are first world problems. Oh no, one four <laughs> calorie and a survive. Like we were fine. Yeah, um, yeah. and now to be honest, that we have three forks, it's I realized that you know we could have we could have solved this crisis a lot earlier and easier <laughs> and saved ourselves a lot of misery. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, multiple forks or try and solve world hunger. What do you you know? Like one or the other. Let let's Obviously. let's focus our attention on where it needs to be. Absolutely. So get out of this because that thing. Yes. All right. Uh, real yeah. quick before I go, John Kaiser in the yeah. chat. Stacey Howard, the great and powerful and aggravating from a manager's point of view. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Perhaps yeah. he's trying to recruit you to the dungeon. Maybe that's what's gonna go on there. And, uh, also you know, what's the dungeon? Not a, not familiar with that. <laughs> it is Kaiser's faction, the dungeon in his home. Basically. Kaiser Permanente, the medical, the hospital. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Great. All right, guys, we have about 10 or 15 minutes now there. So Miss Kelsey's going to come on and give us our questions. And to give you time, we will do our little promotional stuff. Right. So before we get into questions from the chat, this is going to give you all time to get into it. But before we get, uh, so chat, get your questions in for Stacey, anything that you want to ask. 
go ahead and get it in. Streamlabs and Super Chats will take priority, so get those in there for there. Support the channel. Love you. Thank you. Also, so before we get into that, and while we wait for your questions, Stacy, we do have a couple of videos that we want to show you from. Okay. Uh, yeah, so first off, we do have a question from member of the podcast, our dear sweet baby, Miss Alex Stashek, uh, Mac Daddy, for uh, if you're nasty. So... We all know how that goes. So this is from Alex and Stacy. Here we go. Hello, Alex here. I have a question for the absolutely wonderfully talented Stacy Howard. Now, I am a huge lover of the movie Silence of the Lambs, and that's because it is a really big father-daughter movie in my household. Now, I do want to know from you, Stacy, specifically, what are some father-daughter movies, or alternatively, mother-daughter movies that you grew up watching that is very sentimental for you and your family to watch together? Thank you so much for coming on Chill to Action, and I can't wait to see you on show dates. Bye. That is a fantastic question. Thank you so much for asking it. Um, Silence of the Lambs, I would say, is definitely a father-daughter film. Um, for me, at least in my own experience, um, I mean, I grew up, 90s kid, obviously, um, you know, with all the, like, Disney VHS movies, you know, with all, like, the little squishy VHS white, um, um, you know, containers. And Silence of the Lambs I saw when I was, like, 9 or 10, which is way too young. I realize, but um, it was the first movie where I was like, oh, this is cinema. This is like Oscar worthy, incredible performances, very dark, nuanced, um, fleshed out characters. And so I, that was one of the first movies that I watched with my dad with permission, like, hey, this is really dark, but there's some really good stuff in here. So he did let me watch it. Um, so yeah, I would say that all the Indiana Jones movies I watched with my brother and then my mother loves musicals. So it was seven brides for seven brothers. It was Annie get your gun. Uh, it was my fair lady. It was, um, you know, all the like Roger and Hammerstein, however you say it, uh, movies that she really loved growing up. So yeah, all the members of my family, everybody loves a different genre. And so my, my house was very much like a full circle of, different kinds of movies played every night. So um, another one I would say is I made my father take me to see Marie Antoinette like five times in theater because <laughs> I loved it so much. And I'm sure he didn't, but he wanted to make me happy. So he took me um, like every weekend until it went out of theaters to watch Marie Antoinette because I love the costumes so much. So yeah, I would say that's another one. Mm -hmm. Great question, sweet. though. Love it. Very sweet. Mm -hmm. So, Stacey, um, definitely need to link you with Alex for uh, a period piece-based Schmobates. Because yes. um, are you familiar with Schmobates? Um, no, but I'm sure I will be after you tell me. <laughs> it's a debate. It's, a, it's our debate show that we do on our channel. So it's basically like movie fights, but like Schmodown based. And okay. Alex, I'm sorry, but I think you would be okay for doing a period piece thing because that's <laughs> totally Alex's jam. I think you and Alex would vibe so well. So I'm just, I'm just the, the, like the in-between for that. You, I think you would do great on a Schmobates sure. and work very for well sure. with Alex. So going into our next one, uh, Stacy, we do have one more little quick comment for you. Okay. Hey, Stacy, I heard you're going to be on Chill to Action, so I wanted to send along this quick little comment. Um, you know, obviously we were teammates last season for my return to the showdown, Crimson Fury for life, 
And, you know, I've said this on many platforms, but you were the backbone of that team and you were the MVP, really, really, really getting us through many of those matches, you know, and I'm thankful to have you as a teammate and I really enjoyed the time we had together and, you know, friend or foe, we always have Crimson Fury. So I'll see you on the battlefield and take care. Bye. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, you know what? Teams has always been, it's always just good to have a partner and someone that's strong to like back you up and make you feel like you have some kind of support in some tough times. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for, uh, for Tim's support during our team's time and, um, who knows what the future brings. So, yeah. Hey. Well, right. that is all the video questions that we have coming in for Stacy, and I'm going to hand this next segment over. These are your chat questions. Chat, make sure that you get them in. Streamlabs, Super Chats, all of that good stuff. And also, make sure that you like this video if you are catching this. Back on the rewatch, make sure that you comment again on this video for any other questions that you might have for us. And uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't. So thank you so much. So, Kelsey, I'm going to hand it over to you for those chat questions. All right. All right, we have a question from the ghost himself. Uh, Stacy, what was your first movie going experience you remember having? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I think it has to be, I'm sure it's, okay. I'm sure one of the more like blockbuster mainstream movies would have been a Disney film, probably like Little Mermaid. But there was this movie that I watched when I was really small, like maybe three or four years old that was, like a meant for kids and then you rewatch it back and it's actually super disturbing. I think it was called big rock candy mountain. Does any, is anybody familiar? It's like a deranged bunny. And then and there's like a little girl in it and this weird set. And I like, I just have these memories of this like VHS tape. My parents constantly made me watch um, that I think was called Big Rock Candy Mountain. And I'm going to look this up and tweet about it because every time I think about like, what's the first movie I ever saw? I think it's this really weird, trippy, disturbing, like random little kids movie. But then I also think- probably Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that movie. Did she like lose her shoelace and they had to make it out of like one of their hairs and stuff like that? Yes, 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 yes. That's exactly it. Oh my god, it was so weird. It was, it was like no, and I think there's it's just like really disturbing music, and it just looks it looks like an LSD trip. It just is really freaky. So yeah, Big Rock Candy Mountain. I think it's probably the first movie I ever watched that my parents just like sat me down, like sit down, shut up, watch this thing. <laughs> We're working parents. We don't have time for you. All right, next question is from Brian. I want to know what Stacy's favorite match she's played in, whether it's in teams or singles. Oh, man. Um, hmm. I guess it's probably singles. It has to be something I've won. Hmm. Probably, I mean, I guess um, the the first one we talked about where I, that was the first time that I ever like pulled a random answer out of nowhere against Jonathan, you know, what's his face? He's not even the promoter anymore. Um, yeah, that's where I think I kind of started my reputation of like, wow, this girl knows some things. And also, how does she know this stuff? Um, so yeah, I would say that's that one. one's probably one of my, one of my favorite matches that I can't remember who was against Jonathan Demi or something. He's the director <laughs> of Silence of the Lambs. That's not his name, but you guys know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but that's what we'll go with. 
We'll sure, go with that. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Next question is from Dean. Uh, do you surprise yourself when you pulled off these upsets, or are you just tired of getting looked over? I surprise myself when I pull off these upsets. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, how did I know that? I'm genuinely like, I, I don't want anybody to think that it's like a bit or, you know, like a show I'm putting on. I When I'm surprised, I genuinely am like, oh, shit. How did I know that? Like, it was so out of my subconscious. I never really believe in myself when it comes to like random, you know, answers. But when I get them, I am like really like, yes, I did it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like when I su I'm surprised by my own uh, talent and intelligence sometimes. Yep. Cool. Mm -hmm. Love that. And then a question from JJ. Who would you rather see in another period costume drama? Uh, Saoirse Ronan or Anya Taylor-Joy? I got to go with Saoirse Ronan. Uh, I thought she killed it in um, Mary, Queen of Scots. I think she, in Little Women and probably the new one that she's going to do with Kate Winslet. And I just think she has this presence. I mean, ever since I saw her as like a 12 year old girl in atonement, I was mm -hmm. like, who is this wonderful Oscar winner that's about to kill it and be the next Meryl Streep. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's so young. She has such a presence. She has such a, a you know, a, a brevity and um, a just this like, you know, beyond her years kind of experience that she brings to everything that I, mm -hmm. you know, love to see her in anything she does. I, I agree. I love mm -hmm. her. Oh yeah, she starts her own. Come on, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that accent. That accent is oh, one yeah. of my favorites. Like I wish I could do that accent, but <laughs> Me too. I cannot. Me too. My tongue yeah. can't sit in the back of my mouth like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Another question. I also from love her in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Since your mommy's um, favorite movie, what is your favorite TV show? Oh, that's hard. I love television. Um, gosh. Gosh, gosh, gosh. I mean, who doesn't want to say Game of Thrones? You know, who doesn't want to go with that kind of like, I feel like that's a real basic answer, though. But I mean, there's just not. I also I had the very great honor of meeting George R. R. Martin when I was in college. He came to my this was in like season two. Like it wasn't, I mean, it was obviously a huge deal, but it wasn't the phenomenon quite yet that it was. Right. And um, he was there to see like the you know we had like a sneak preak of the series premiere and he nobody wanted to talk to him everyone was super nervous but i just i never read the books and so i wasn't too like familiar with him so i just went up and sat and i was like hey george so i love this show what's this about like i just started chatting with him and he was super nice um very very charming very humble and um, from what I've heard, just really great to his staff and yeah. just loves the genre and is just like a real nice human being who wants everyone to do good. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess Game of Thrones is my answer, but anything HBO puts out is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, also the haunting of Hill House, things like shows like that that are just kind of like genre defining, in my opinion, are, are really, you know, big, have a big place in my heart. So mm. that's, that's a tough decision, but I have to go Game of Thrones just for the sheer scale of its, you know, craft and everything. So, yeah, absolutely. I love that answer. Perfect. Mm. And our last question we're going to do is from one of our resident Texans in the chat asking, where in Texas are you from? Hey, Robert. Hi. Um. So I am from... Um, 
Bryan, Texas, which is right next door to College Station, Texas, which is the home of Texas A&M, my alma mater in my school. So I always say College Station, Texas, but I actually moved around a lot when I was little for my dad's job and eventually settled there when I was like 12. So I always say that I'm from there, College Station, and the town right next to it is called Bryan, Texas. That's where I went to Bryan High School. So kind of Aggie land is the general, like those two towns combined. So yeah, that's where I'm from. I, I was listening to a podcast that you were on a couple of years ago with um Beardo, uh Brian Fernandez, I believe is his last mm-hmm. name. Or Perez, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh mm-hmm. but and you were trying to explain um how you lived in the same city as the college that you went to. And yeah. as a as a Texan, I was like, it's Brian. It's it's college yeah. station. It's Brian. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was fun for me to listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. But I, I think a lot of people, maybe they don't necessarily, they're like, oh, you didn't really move away for college. And I didn't, but I also moved around a lot when I was younger. So, you know, I was kind of like all over the state. And, um, you know, Texas A&M is where my dad went to school and also where he taught and and you know where my aunt went it was big like family legacy and so and it's college I was like, station college station is legit one of the biggest schools that you can go to in texas yeah. you can't just because you're from the city i don't think you can blame anyone for going to that school it's a big school yeah i was gonna go there anyway whether yeah. or not i was from the city so yeah yeah you're mm-hmm. a 12th man yeah, I'm that's right. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's a Texas thing. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a Texas thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I think that that is going to be it for the show tonight. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us on this Sunday. Again, it is Dia de los Muertos. So make sure that you remember your loved ones today. And as and we are going to sign off. So, Stacy, let us know where we can find you, uh, all of your socials, all of that good stuff. You can find me on socials at Stacy O. Howard. No E, no I, just Y for Stacy. Um, yeah, so that's on Twitter. That's on Instagram. Um, I don't really have a lot of, like, you know, schmodown stuff coming up right now. But, um, and I'm also not like a professional actress or host or anything. So, but that's where you can find me and uh, see what's going on in my life. So, yeah. Vote. Vote. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me here every week hanging out with my internet family here doing chill to action. Plus, of course, call to action live on Saturdays. And while I have you here for a moment, I'm going to share an ad I made for what we're doing on chill next week. Goddard coming on, and then race will be see if Jake, who can time out who first, and Jake and him will probably fight in the chat. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. We tend to pick on Ben a lot, and he gets to pick on us, so it should be a good, fun show. So, uh, for me, you can find me at Paul and Short Denuzio on Twitter. Uh, for the rest of the show this week, we do have Schmobates coming up on Saturday, a special Saturday edition of Schmobates this week, uh, 11 7, with the lovely Miss Stacy Howard judging uh, with our friend Alex. And that's all we have to announce about that so far. Alex is in 
negotiations with a couple of different people to compete. And uh, we'll get that to you as soon as we know, of course. Uh, for us and myself, find me on Chill every week. You can also find me on the Action Industries YouTube channel for Ben and Drew on all the weekend shows, pretty much, as well as Class Action on there. And also recently on Coming Up Next, uh, I, I hope produce that for Brad Gilmore and Jen Sturger on the Shmoda Entertainment Network. It's a lot of fun there, so come check us out on Thursdays. And finally, tonight, PLD Products will probably be doing one of my famous tier ranking lists. Kelsey said she'll come on. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, a lot of craziness, a lot of hot takes, and a lot of hilarity. A lot of fighting. Usually, ends up being a lot of fighting between us. Um, but check that out. I'm not sure what we're tier ranking yet. I got to talk to the generals, and uh, we'll get back to that. But look forward on that. And uh, that's where you can find me. You know me, y'all. It's your girl, Danny Joy, here. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy, D A N I E E J O Y. You can also find me here every Sunday hanging out with my favorite co host, Mr. Paul Denuzio, on Till the Action. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our channel if you're new here. We do Till the Action every Sunday. We do Schmo Bates every Wednesday. We do our Twitch Tuesday, so you can find us on Twitch on Tuesdays, Call the Action. Uh, we also do our Call Live on Saturdays. So make sure that you check us out, subscribe to the channel, comment on this video, let us know anything that you have for this. Thank you all so much for coming in and hanging out with us on this Sunday. We appreciate you. Love your families, love your friends. Go out and vote. It's a big thing right now. So go out and vote. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Check out everything that everyone talked about here. As always, we love you. Happy Sunday. And we salute you. Bye, y'all.